Hey, it's James from Royal Credit Union's Money Donuts podcast. We're talking about a word that scares a lot of people. It's fraud. This individual, they were bombarding that phone so much that the person got a new phone number. There was a note, a sticky note on the outside of their door saying, what is your new phone number? What? So they hired, the scammer hired someone on Craigslist to place that note there. Listen to Money Donuts on your favorite podcast platform or watch full videos at rcu.org podcast. Kirill Kaprizov is rewriting the Minnesota Wild record book, and he's only played in 167 games. We try to find even more synonyms to describe just how insanely good number 97 is. Plus, are the Minnesota Wild back to their greatness? As always, we're created by New Voice Studios, presented by Soda Stick, brought to you by Talk North, Grain Belt, Jim Beam, and Royal Credit Union. This is Season 4, Episode 155. Get geared up for the hockey season with SodaStick.com. They've got all your favorite player tees from Marc-Andre Fleury to Matt Zuccarello to Ryan Hartman giving you the bird. SodaStick.com has you covered. Not only in just in hockey, though. You got Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota Twins, Minnesota Timberwolves, whatever your Minnesota sports team is, SodaStick has you covered with the best gear available. Don't forget to toss down Bardown Beauties at checkout for 15% off at SodaStick.com. At Jim Beam, they know the importance of tradition, like chanting, let's play hockey prior to the start of each game or playing the state of hockey anthem after a wild win. This season, raise one to your fan family with the bourbon that invites us all to come as friends and leave as family. Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey, the official bourbon whiskey partner of the Minnesota Wild and XL Energy Center. Drink smart. Jim Beam Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 40% alcohol by volume. Copyright 2021. James B. Beam Distilling Company, Incorporated, Claremont, Kentucky. Hello, everybody. That sounds terrible. I apologize for everybody that is going to be forced to listen to what is my voice uh, in this week's episode. Apologies for the delay on the release, but... Still bringing you gold, still bringing you content as we head into the holiday weekend. Happy holidays to everybody. I'm Jesse Pierce, writer for NHL.com, coffer in Dean Ebsen's post-game press conference on Sunday, um, and just all around writing and finding stories and, and talking to folks. She's Kirsten Kroll, a bigger hustler, harder worker than even myself. She was at the NAHL uh, event yesterday following being the face of the Minnesota Wild at XL Energy Center. What was going on at... Uh, the super rink and Blaine yesterday, Kristen. Well, I appreciate the compliment, but I don't accept it because I disagree with the statement that you had just made. But so the NA3HL, so a tier below the NAHL, they have their annual showcase at the super rink. Um, I couldn't even find a spot in the parking lot. It was so full, Dang. but great people out there, fun hockey to watch. That's that's what I was doing. Just some reporting, talking to people. Yeah, you went, you went from rink to rink. I went from rink to Taco Bell to my bed. So like, that's why I think it's your harder worker. And joining us again, producer Fred, newly anointed dad of three. How's baby boy? Baby boy's doing great. There's a reason why my, my mic keeps going to mute because there is a baby that's uh, keeps talking out there, keeps making some noises. So, hey, but everybody's healthy. Good. Everybody's happy. Doing great. Yay. Yay. What a gift. What a joy. Just precious. I'm super glad I'm not that stage anymore with kids. So anyway, let's dive in to Minnesota Wild Hockey Talk because we're coming to you a day later. We get to talk about the entire four game homestand, the undefeated 
Minnesota Wild homestand as of late. Uh, Sunday's game coming with a bunch of additional records and uh, credentials to Kirill Kaprizov. Um, let's talk about Kirill. Kirsten, can you give me a synonym that possibly we have not used to describe Kirill Kaprizov's greatness? Well, I thought we were just going to say synonym about Kirill. And the first thing that came to mind was Elf because he was <laughs> literally for the kids at the game against Ottawa, just handing out presents with Ryan Reeves. So, I mean, if we're just speaking of a synonym for Kirill, I mean, who would have thought about that? But for greatness, is there anything else to say? I mean, I it's, I don't know, right? Like, excellent, remarkable. Tremendous. Yeah, I prefer the thrill, though. The thrill is I don't know if anything's going to be better than that. No, you can never beat that. Going back to your point about Kirill playing an elf to Ryan Reeves' Santa. uh, Kirill said that was all Revo's idea. So great just to be tossing out mini sticks and and pucks. I mean, it just kind of warms your heart. Like Ryan Reeves is known as this big, tough, heavyweight of a fighter. And he really is just like a sweetheart at heart, which is always the case. It seems like you got guys like Nate Prosser, who's constantly fighting. He's a big sweetheart. Marcus Foligno, same thing. Like it just, it's so darn cute. I absolutely adore it. It literally melted my heart. I mean, it's I like you had said, it's not what you expect probably from a, a guy who is arguably like one of the toughest guys around the league, but I just seeing him do that. It was so fun. It was heartwarming. It's why I'm the president of the Ryan Reeves fan club. That's not true. I had my mic muted. That's not true. I refute that. I claimed it first. It's <laughs> I called it first. That's true. fine. I have Mitch Marner, so we'll we'll settle on that. It's also not can. true because I claimed him white years back. False because you can't have everything. You have to mm. share. That's said nobody ever to me ever. I get everything I want uh, in case you guys are curious as to why we're finding more synonyms for Kirill too. Uh, in case you missed it, he eclipsed the 200 point mark with a three point performance, becoming the fourth fastest active player to reach the milestone. The other guys, just Alex Ovechkin, Sid Crosby, and uh, Evgeny Malkin as well. Joining that uh, Kirill does it in 167 games also sets a record for the Minnesota wild fastest player. Brian Rolston had achieved 200 points in something like 239 games, Marion Gabrick in like 269. Um, so Kirill basically, in my opinion, is the Minnesota wild record book. Like I, he is going to absolutely obliterate every uh, minimally, every offensive record ha- that had ever been previously set. It seems because there's just no stopping him. He's breaking his own records, Kirsten. Like, he broke his own record last night. It's it's just fun to watch. I mean, this is he is the player Minnesota has wanted. He is one of the main reasons there are near sellout crowds every single night for every wild home game. I mean, fans adore him every time I do a might interview and I ask player or these little young youth hockey players, who's your favorite wild player? It's always Kirill Kaprizov, like, Without a doubt, every single time before I even ask, that's what they say. So it's he's just so fun to watch. And I think we're going to be seeing this for years to come. This momentum he has continue, you know, along for the ride, Matt Zuccarello and number one center, Sam Steele as well. Sam Steele on a four game assist or three game assist streak. Excuse me. He's got four assists in that streak. Matt Zuccarello, a 10 game point streak, which is fantastic. He's the second player this season to record double digit point streaks uh, along with Kirill Kaprizov. Um, I mean, that top line took him a little bit, not to say that they were performing poorly, but 
they are really absolutely red hot. Now you look at the teams that Minnesota faced on this homestand and you could argue, well, you got teams on a back-to-back, but still that top line did exactly what they're supposed to do and execute and, and take no prisoners. You're exactly right. And I think too, I, I'm impressed by this wild team because there are so many points throughout this season where there were teams where you thought that they'd be facing off against where it would just be a no brainer for them to win. And then it just embarrassing they them falling, but this homestand, they stuck with it. They won the games they were supposed to win and picking up points that they very much could use, especially heading into the holiday break this week. So Impressed with them. Um, very impressed by Sam Steele as well. I know when he first was moved up to the top line, I waited. I reserved comment until I saw it. And I think everyone can agree. I mean, he fits. He fits the role there. And then Matt Zuccarello, Kirill Kaprizov, that chemistry is still there, of course. Peanut butter and jelly time every <laughs> night. So it, I think things things are clicking, going in the right direction. And I, I don't think you could have asked for a better homestand. Where do I you mean, slot sir- Hartman when he comes back? He's back. I knew you were going to say that. And I was going to try to beat you to it because he's back. <laughs> Unfortunately, Sammy like, Walker is no longer top? among us. No, you shouldn't. Fred's trying to stir the pot. Right. What? You know, it's hilarious because um, you ruined my segue there, but we'll talk Ryan Hartman here. Ryan Hartman, um, when I announced on Twitter that he was coming back and Sammy Walker was reassigned to Iowa Hartman on the left between Goudreau at center, Matt Boldy on the right, um, a couple people had tweeted at me and said, the wild are for sure going to lose on Sunday. The wild will not win on Sunday without Sammy Walker. If it's broke, don't fix it. I noticed yesterday that Ryan Hartman liked both of those tweets following yesterday's victory. So the haters are furious. I love to see it. I think Ryan Hartman's where he needs to be. He definitely needs to ease into it. And I mean, as Kirsten has said time and time again, if that top line ain't broke, why fix it? You know, it's it's rolling the way it is. I think Ryan Hartman will play very well with Freddie Goudreau and Matt Boldy. Um, again, he needs to ease into it. He's missed 21 games with that injury, where which he had called very lucky. He said his arm was extended in that fight. He also addressed the hairstylist that called him out. Wasn't exactly thrilled with that TikTok, he said, but he's like, well, it is what it is, I guess. He's like, it's a private conversation between us, but... Here we are. So yeah. um, what I was going to allude into is the Minnesota Wild rolling five game winning streak, longest of the season, seven straight at home. Um, Kirsten, have the Wild figured it out? Like you hate to just look at like winning streaks because losses are going to come. The Wild are going to lose again without question. But I mean, it seems like you're getting a good mix of the offensive team that you saw last year with the gritty grinding team that you knew they were going to have to be to win. Well, first, just to backtrack a little bit, I love Petty Ryan Hartman. I'm here for it. I want to see more of it. I just, I love that so, 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 so much. But I don't want to say the Wild have figured it out because I feel we've kind of, in the words of Taylor Swift, I think I've seen this film before and I didn't like the ending. Um, I feel there were glimmers this season. We're like, oh, like, yeah, you know, they're, they figured this out, but it's been a pattern for them. They figure one thing out, something else breaks, and they got to go back and fix that. Even Dean Evison has pointed that out before too this season. So to say they have it figured out right now, I'm impressed. I'm happy with the way things have been going, but I'm very hesitant to say that they've figured it out. I think that's fair. I think that's absolutely fair because you're right. You don't want to get too ahead of yourselves. I mean, I, I think they're playing hockey the right way. I think they're playing their game. Um, You know, you saw, for instance, in Sunday's game, they laid off a little bit trying to preserve the lead and um, Ottawa just kept coming 
frankly. So they're, you know, you're going to have to keep that momentum pushed forward. Now, Ottawa is not a team you're going to see very often, um, you know, and, and whatnot, but I think I like where they're trending. I will be comfortable saying that. I like where they are trending. They're getting the points that they need. They dug that hole early on and to make home a winning place again is very exciting. Selfishly for me, because I don't like covering this team when they lose those games are boring. They suck. They're not quite as fun, but uh, I certainly like when they are winning at XL energy center, it makes my tweets a little bit nicer as well. Yeah. I also being in a press conference or a locker room where emotions are a little higher after a loss, I, I wouldn't want to really be there either. So I don't blame you. Um, there was something else I was going to say, and it kind of slipped my mind. So we're just going to, I'm going to give myself a sec there. Yeah. We'll just move on. Do you want us to move on? Yeah, I do. Okay. We'll just move on. No, no, stay here. Uh, just stay here. Just stay here. Just hold Let's it. just sit in just silence. Wait. We're and wait stare for her thought other. to come to her. It's not working. I was getting really <laughs> uncomfortable for a second there. <laughs> well, with that, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to break down some of the NHL teams outside of even just the Western Conference, teams that are surprising us, teams that are scaring us, and teams that are just downright awful. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. We're back. New cough drop in the mouth, so I apologize if you guys hear that rumbling around. It's needed. It's either that or the coughing, you guys. I really do apologize, but tis the season, especially with three kids. Anyway, let's take a look at the National Hockey League. We're heading in to the NHL-mandated holiday break coming up this weekend. Kirsten, any teams that have surprised you thus far? Any teams that you're like, wow, I, I knew they'd be good. I didn't think they'd be that good. Anything or things shaking out kind of how you expected? I know when we had Mike Rupp on, he said Thanksgiving tends to be that mark where this team is a playoff and, and this team's not. And I think things have shaken out a little bit more along those lines. But I'm curious to hear your thoughts as to what you think of some of the teams and their performances thus far. Well, in the Eastern Conference, I think everybody, everyone all season, I think, has been a little stunned by what New Jersey has been able to do. So I think first and foremost, across the entire league, specifically the Eastern Conference, I would definitely say New Jersey. Also looking in the Central didn't expect Dallas to be sitting number one right now. And then yeah. another point, Colorado being in fourth at the beginning of the year, I thought they would have been easily consistently top one, two slot. But I will say because of all of the injuries that they have dealt with throughout this first half of the season, um, basically having a huge AHL roster on their main NHL roster, I'm surprised they're sitting in fourth. Yeah, I would say in the East New Jersey, without question, like glad it's finally working out for them, right? Like that's, that's fantastic. I just, I am, I'm shocked. Boston, I knew they were going to be good. I didn't realize they were going to be as good as they are. Only four losses in regulation this season, a plus 50 goal differential. So they are not just winning games. Like they are outscoring their team entirely. For reference, the second most goal differential is like plus 30 and that's New Jersey. So that's a huge gap. Huge number, um, but I think the rest of the East kind of looks about right. Capitals are struggling, which I expected them to be doing, despite Alex Ovechkin notching off all of the uh, the points in his record book. So that's definitely interesting. Pittsburgh seems to be figuring it out for themselves as well. But yeah, I would agree with you, Kirsten. Dallas did not see them. Uh, Jake Ottinger, one of Minnesota's own, doing really, really great in goal, carrying over from what you saw glimpses of last year. So that's exciting. And, and they hashtag got, one of us. Hashtag one of us. Um, Winnipeg also, I'm curious to see what happens with 
Blake Wheeler being out for four weeks now with his injury, how that might affect this team. Uh, I think Rick Bonus is a really, really good coach. So I'm not entirely surprised that he's been able to kind of turn things around there. He's definitely a player's coach, which I think that team especially can appreciate coming from uh, Paul Maurice to, to bow. So that's exciting. But yeah, I mean, and even St. Louis, they went on that streak. I thought they'd figure it out. I don't hate it. Um, Another thing I will say that I have been surprised about Buffalo Sabres. They really, it, with the last month, I've you've been seeing more wins that they've been able to pull out. Tage Thompson just absolutely blowing everything up. So I would say Buffalo has been impressive as of late. So that's another team. I, are they going to make the playoffs? I don't know if they continue the way they're going. I don't see them securing a spot. Maybe they can sneak their way in, be a bubble team. But they have been another team that I really didn't expect to see much from. Also, I'd, I would like to take a second to chirp Paul Fletcher because at the beginning of the season, <laughs> we had a discussion where he said he thought Ottawa was going to be really, really good. He loved the way they were playing. Very impressive young group and was calling me out for picking them to be near the bottom while they're currently sitting seventh in the Atlantic. So I stand by what I had said earlier in the season this, I don't think it's Ottawa's year. Cam Tablet won't uh, be able to pull him out. Did you guys know that? Tablet? <laughs> yeah. I wish he would have played. That's one complaint I have from Sunday's game when Minnesota faced Ottawa. I wish he would have played. I'm happy Gus started in net. And I, I guess I d didn't expect that to come out of my mouth either. But I think that was fun to see him start against his former team. But yes, Tablet, I wish we would have seen him start. If you guys Ottawa. missed it on the big screen when they welcomed back Cam Tab Talbot, they misspelled it and said Cam Tablet on the screen welcome him back it just mm, that was on purpose it. that was on I feel purpose. like it might have been <laughs> i was wondering why he looked so grimacy at the beginning and then he finally like started laughing so that's good um yeah so that's look let me know what you guys think any teams that are surprising you any teams that are worrying you do you think colorado is going to surge back forward once they get healthy or is this going to be a true cup hangover love to hear it drop it in your comments below we're going to take one more quick break when we come back, up for debate and some Minnesota Whitecaps discussion. Stay tuned. This week's up for debate, I decided to go Minnesota Whitecaps style. We got to give some love to our ladies who are playing out in Richfield this year. They have moved from Tria, um, completely new team to the Whitecaps. Uh, a lot of familiar faces gone. Allie Thunstrom, who was on, I believe, like our third ever episode. She has parted ways. Um, you know, Winnie Brown has finally decided to retire. So just definitely a different regime, a different feel. The thing that I love about it, though, 13 Minnesotans, uh, most of whom had played Division One hockey here in the state of hockey as well, uh, return to Minnesota to play for the Whitecaps. So I wanted to know, you know, hey, which Whitecap are you most excited about seeing Sydney Brote, Sydney Baldwin, or Emma Stauber? Um, the the correct answer is all of them, naturally. But uh, Kirsten, what do you think about this Whitecaps squad so far? Well, yeah, first and foremost, I think everyone is excited just to have all of them on the team. But looking at those three players, I would say Sydney Brote, Minnesota Duluth Bulldog. Um, I just I think she has brought a lot. And so seeing her as a white caps and just what she was able to do at Duluth as well. Um, I think she is one of the more exciting players on that white caps team. So I would say her. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I love uh, 
Sydney Baldwin as well. I actually did an interview, a feature story with her when she was at the Gophers. Um, but again, I think in general, you got to love the Whitecaps. Minnesota Wild just concluded Girls Hockey Weekend where they had hosted a slew of girls youth teams. The Whitecaps players were out there doing their thing as well. Winnie Broke Brown did the Let's Play Hockey on Sunday. Who's just She's just a legend here in Minnesota. Um, and the Whitecaps started off a little slow. They dropped four in a row, one, two, lost. One, two more lost. So they're kind of up and down a little bit this year, but they're figuring it out. They've got a tough contest coming up uh, in January to kick off the new year at the Buffalo Buttes, but they will return back home in February for quite a few games. So be sure to check them out in Richfield. Um, always a good time. Again, if you guys haven't caught a women's hockey game, you're missing out. Like it's fast. It's fun. Go check out the girls high school teams here naturally as well. But when the Whitecaps are in town, they are a must see, must have ticket. Uh, we're going to be spoiled, absolutely spoiled with hockey in February. All of the wild home games, there's what, like 11 or 12. Oh God, it seems yeah, like they're right. playing at home every other day. Take into account all of the Whitecaps games happening in February. Um, girls hockey season here in Minnesota going to be coming to a close around that time. So there, there's going to be so much on tap. I wonder if we should call ourselves the state of hockey. Ooh. Yeah, there's a there's a thought. There's a thought. There is a thought. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. We know it's a short, quick one, but it's a short, quick week. Again, we have lives. We have kids. We have things to do um, as always. And and you guys have been following along with us in, in everything. So we appreciate every single one of you. Again, drop some comments. Let us know what you think. How many more records will Kirill break? Is he going to break any defensive records? Like maybe. Why the hell not? Right? Like probably quite not. possibly. Probably not. You know, probably not what's his plus minus at right now let's right. take a look at that it was pretty rough he had a couple that beginning of the year him and zuccarello were like minus three minus four for quite a few of those games so it's probably dropped but probably gone up since then so uh mm-hmm. anyway again we appreciate every single one of you for joining checking us out each and every week uh wish you the happiest of holidays from us at Bardown beauties here and our friends over at talk north who feature us on their lovely network hopefully you got some goodies from our friends over at sodastick.com and for and use that code bardown beauties for 15 percent off also hope you're enjoying some jim beam while you crack open some presents if not jim beam maybe a grain belt here or there and uh don't forget about royal credit union less fee more free we will see you guys next week where we talk world juniors have a good one mm-hmm.